to bear it all. And I hear your invitation to let it all go. And I see it now. I'm laying it down. And I know that I need you. I run to the Father. I fall into grace. Done with the hiding, no reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend. So I run to the Father again and again and again and again. Oh, oh, oh. You saw my condition.
bless and worship you. Thank you for the rain that you've sent our way to water everything. Lord, we thank you for your mercies that renew every morning, that you keep forgiving us for our sins. We come to you and forget and confess those to you. We ask you with Pastor Kenny right now as he brings a message from your word. May it speak to all our hearts and that we can make a change for you to honor and serve you more. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Oh, yeah, I got That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, good morning. I love those commercials. Um, I love to talk about uh, to the youth about all kinds of things. Uh, but what I realized was that advertisement is not to youth. Um, I don't know any of my youth that are dabbling in a 401k or the stock market. So this for us. Um, it's for the adults in the room. Uh, we want more. We work more so we can have more money, more stuff. And that commercial is a play on one thing. Um, that I think is stronger in the in the adult room than it is the youth room, and so that's why I'm going to share this morning, and that's jealousy. Uh, and it may sting a little bit, maybe it doesn't. Maybe you leave and go, man, Kenny struggles, um, and that's okay. Uh, maybe it's just for me, uh, but whatever the the case may be, I, I hope you get something. So we're going to pray. I'm going to ask you to just pray that you hear from God this morning, uh, not from just me, and then I'm going to pray, and we're going to get started uh, today. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word, what we can learn from it. God, thank you for some crazy commercials uh, that can bring it to our attention. And so, God, just be with us today. Let us not leave the same. Uh, in your name I pray, amen. Uh, so you know I'm not Heath. Um, Heath taught uh, for the State Board of Missions yesterday and had a big, uh, busy week uh, through the week, so that's why I'm here today. So nothing's wrong with Heath. He is serving in the children's building this morning um, and may try to come over here in a minute. But that's where Heath's at, just a preacher check. Um but if you want to turn your Bible to Genesis, that's where we're going to land. It's about page one. Um, but we're going to be in chapter 37 of Genesis, chapter 37 of Genesis. You can start in verse three. Uh, we're just going to talk about those. I'll just say how I got there is Heath was frustrated uh, when he was teaching on Wednesday night. If you don't know this, I get to put up with Heath all the time, every week. And um, amen, there he is. And uh and uh, so, but he was telling me about the, the study he was going through didn't have the story of Joseph in it. And he was really frustrated at that, uh, more than I thought he should be. And so I just started looking at it, and why did he think it was so important? And so that's where we're going to land. That's how I got here, um, is the story of Joseph. So I'm going to read it, and we're just going to talk about it. But while we read it, while I read it, just think about jealousy and envy in there. That's what we're going to learn today, and that's what I'm going to talk about. But just read, just as I read this, think about that. Uh, through the story, but chapter 37, verse 3, here we go. It says, now Israel, which is just the same thing as Jacob, his father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of the other brothers because he was a son of his old age, and he made a, a robe of many colors. We've all heard this story, right? And so when the brothers saw their father loved them more than all the other brothers, they hated him oh, and could not speak peacefully to him. Sounds like brothers, don't it? Um, sounds like brothers and sisters too. Shout out. Um, 
to my sister. Um, anyway, 35. Now Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. Oh, more family love. And then 36 says, he said to them, um, hear this dream that I have dreamed. Behold, we are binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaves arose and stood upright, and behold, your sheaves gathered around it and bowed to my sheaf. More good news for the brothers, right? 38 and 37 verse 8 says, His brothers said to him, Are you indeed going to reign over us? Are you indeed going to rule over us? And they hated him even more for his dreams and his words. Right, so pretty clear jealousy is there. Uh, envy is there. If you look it up in the dictionary, it kind of has three uh, parts to it. And it's an envier and an envied person, right? An envier. I'm going to use Monica because she's front right here. Uh, but if I'm an envier and she's the envy, she has something I'm envying, right? And then there's got to be a perception. That's the first part, a couple people. And then the perception that she has an advantage that I don't have, right? But I said there's three parts. Those two don't make jealousy or envy. Because I'm going to tell you all, i got a buddy that farms, and he's got a ton of cotton and a ton of soybeans. And he has an advantage that I don't have. He's got more cotton and more equipment and more soybeans, and I'm not envious. I don't care. I do not care. I'm proud of him, but I don't want those things, right? I, there's a perception he has an advantage, because if I was going to plant a field and he's going to plant a field, it's going to look different, right? But, but I'm not in, I don't envy that. Why? Because I don't want a ton of soybeans and cotton, right? So there's two people, and then there's perceived advantage, but the third one has to come in. i got to feel bad about it. There's advantages that somebody has, and I feel bad about it. Now, now we're cranking, right? Now we've got some emotional response. Now we're talking about jealousy, right? And that's the story we're going to look at. Joseph and his brothers. His brothers are jealous of him. How many are there? There's ten of them. And, and we see right out of the gate, man, Joseph says, it's plain and simple in verse 3, Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons. So, so thank you, Daddy for not making us guess who you like more. We really appreciate it. Like, they didn't have to sit and talk about it. Like, I tell Bridget all the time, my parents love me more. Like, this is obvious. But my parents don't say it to her, right? It's, it, it, they, they don't, they, I mean, we, we can talk about it, but like, they didn't even have to sit there and think about it, right? There was no, there was no guessing. Like, it was like, not, it, it wasn't, hey, guys, I love y'all all. It was like, no, it was like, y'all see y'all, I love you. But Joseph, like, man, I really love him. Like, he is the, like, he is the bomb. Like, I mean, really. Like, Joseph, you win. If I had points just to delegate out, I would give the most to Joseph because you're awesome. And see, when you start thinking about that, man, that's a perceived advantage in his dad's love. Like, if we're a brother, man, we don't have that, that dad's love like he does. Then what does he do? Ah! Gives him another one. He gives him a sweet coat. Right? He gives him a jacket. Right? It's more than just a striped jacket. Right? It's a symbol of his blessing. It's a level to say, hey, you're the next guy. You're going to lead the family. You're going to be the man. And like, while all these other brothers just go to work, what does Joseph do? He puts his sweet jacket on. He walks out with a checklist, and he starts managing them. And then we go report back to Daddy. Right? It's obvious who we love. He ain't even to work. He's got his dad's blessing. And dead gummit, he's supposed to have dreams. What does that mean? That's the way God's going to talk to him? Not every dream. God don't talk through every dream, but here he does. He knows God's trying to say something, and he uses those dreams to tell Joseph what's going to happen. Ha! That's double jealousy now. Now I get it from the brothers. Like, I got dad's love over here. 
and dad's blessing. Hey, I appreciate that. And now you're going to just jab me with God's blessing? Like, I can start to see that, that kind of building up. And they have a response. It's in verse 4 we read it. When they saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully of him. If we just dig in, peacefully means like shalom, but at the end of the day, what it means is they don't even want to greet him. We're not even going to get off the ground. This dude better not say hello or I'm going to punch him in the throat. Right? We don't even want to hear his voice. Right? Verse 8 says what? They hated him even more for his dreams and his words. Like, I don't, I don't just hate you for what you told me God told you. I hate your voice. Stop talking. Right? You see it building. They hated him even more. Like, he's creating an emotional response, and what does it do? It wrecks them. It wrecks their lives. And here's the key. If we're honest today, it does the same to us. And here's what I'll ask. I'll ask this question. You can answer it for yourself. Has there ever been a chance when you've heard of the success of other people and your honest emotional response was you weren't happy at it? Like you couldn't even celebrate them. Like, like I don't feel just not happy. Like I'm ticked. Like, oh, you got a promotion and I, I didn't. How, how nice. Oh, oh, you, you say all oh, y'all went out to eat without, without me. That's nice. Um, I must have been busy. Snake, y'all are all friends without me. That's cool, right? Or, oh, your marriage is so good. How, how nice. Tell me more about that. Or your kids, they just act right on themselves. Oh, that's neat. Tell me more about your perfect kids, please. Right? You see where I'm going? Like, I'm just going to walk off into the distance while it rains. Like, what, what kind of story is that, right? But other people's success make us feel sad. I'll be honest with you. It'll lead to a place where you find out I don't like them. I remember at UAH, I went to school. Uh, for biology and chemistry, was going to be a dentist. I had a buddy, so you end up getting joined up with people who are going into the same thing. And one of my best friends there, I studied my butt off all the time for the DAT, dental admissions test. Uh, I ended up going to Vanderbilt for a semester just to study for the test. And the minimum you could make to get in UAB back 20 years ago when I was trying to go was a 19. Literally the minimum. Don't even bring us anything below that. Y'all know what I made? A 19. Literally, I'm the bottom guy. Like, I'm the guy that's like, just let me in the door. I'll listen from the back. Like, this guy that, that I was friends with at school, he just took it without studying. <laughs> hey, I'm just going to try it and see what I make. 21. And, like, it's only two points, but, like, the national average was a 20. He's above the national average, and he didn't try. Y'all know how I love that. <laughs> that really, really made my heart sing right and then this dude's never played slow pitch softball and i used to play on a prison ball team that would go into prisons all over the southeastern united states and we would play prison and we would play softball to against prisoners and we would get to share the gospel that's the only reason we went i brought him one time he's never played the first pitch he hit it out in the trees he walked over to me is that it i'll punch you like like you just want to stay away from those people right and, like, maybe that's just me. But, like, you just watch her. Like, she eats everything she wants to eat, and she's in shape, and she's prettier than you. And she's not even trying. Right? We just hate to hear that. Or people that are just luckier than you, they just float through life. Right? And just so, like, and we won't admit it. We, you don't raise your hand. But, like, sometimes we just want them to kind of run into a rough patch, don't we? 
Like, I shouldn't have said that, but sure. Right? But that's the point. Like, it gets to the point where, man, I just want to win one. I just want to win one. Oh, you hit a rough patch in your marriage. Oh, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. Like, oh, I got, at least I win one. Right? Oh, you're in a bind financially. Well, that's okay. Yes! Finally! Something they have to deal with like regular people, right? Just that kind of thought. And you're not going to admit that. It's just me, I know. All of y'all. And we'll pray for them later. Right? But here's what I will say. You let jealousy go unchecked in your heart. You let that kind of stuff run rampant in your heart. It's like cancer. It'll spread all over you in all the parts of your life. Right? It'll control you. It'll destroy you. Right? It'll control the way you think. Because what? Let's, let's use this room. When you walk in that door back there, it ain't about us. It's about sizing us up. Do you look better than us? Have you done something better than me? Are you more spiritual than those people? Like, we'll get eat up with that, just a competitive process. Like you'll put a competitive slant on everything when you get eat up like that. You don't walk in here and see hurting people that need help, that maybe you can bless. No, that ain't it. You want to be better than us. And see, Joseph's brothers, they didn't either. They just see a little dreamer out there, right? They didn't see a person that was fearful and struggling, a young brother that needs some wisdom and some guidance. They skipped over that and just went straight to comparison, right? It puts a total different lens on how you look at things, even in this room. You ain't got to be out there. You'll walk in this room and think everybody's a threat or I'm better than they are, got them, right? Just, you're better than they are, so you just push them to the side. It'll control the way you think, right? It'll control your emotions. Like, what a ride that can be. I'm better than them today. I'm not tomorrow. Like, I feel awesome today. I look better than them today, so I got them. Their marriage is better than me tomorrow, so I'm back in the dump. Like, my coworker's funnier than me today. I got to come up with something. Like, just this, man. It can wreck us, right? What a roller coaster envy can put us on, right? It'll control the way we act. Like, the basic steps of walking with God. Love God and love other people. We can't even get off the ground when we let that stuff run rampant in our heart. I can't love people because in my heart, I want to see them disadvantaged. I kind of want them to lose a little bit, right? Proverbs 27 says, wrath is cruel, anger is overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? I'm telling you, it's how wars get started. It's how nations will be divided. You want to destroy this church? Bring that junk in here. Oh, they get an advantage that we don't. They look over us. They and start letting jealousy run rampant without asking any questions. Trying to get any basis, just let it run rampant in your life. It'll ruin you. You want to ruin a ball team? Let jealousy get on it. The coach loves them, hates me, all that stuff. And you want to look at the Bible? It gets in families, and it wrecks them, man. It'll rip a family apart. Proverbs 14 says, A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy... Envy makes the bones rot. It, make, it makes the bones rot. See, when you come in this place and you're at peace in your heart, man, you're a source of life. You're encouraging. But when you're envious, man, it'll rot your insides. It'll rot them, right? And what's the problem with jealousy? This is obvious. It's never satisfying. It's never. It's like never fulfilling. If that person you're thinking of right now goes away, they get stabbed in the leg, like you've been praying for, 
and they go away. Right, that was a joke. Nobody laughed. Got it. Okay. But, but if that person goes away, what happens? It's somebody else. Like that poison will just stay with you. You know why? You know the root of jealousy? James 4 says it and it tells it brilliantly. He doesn't call it jealousy. He calls it quarrels. What causes fights among you? You want to know why you disagree? You want to know why you can't stand your husband right now? You want to know why you can't stand your wife right now? You know where that comes from? Every single fight on the planet, pretty much, James says your passions are at war within you. Your desire, you desire, and you do not have. See, we want to think the problem is with that guy and that girl. It ain't. Where's that land, man? It lands right here in my heart. The problem is me in my heart. You want me to prove it? Because it's something we want and we can't have. But if we just think about it, I'm going to use my athletic buddy for an example. He can't, I, I, just want, I just want to be as good as him. I, I don't mind him being athletic. I just want to be as good as he is. I don't care if she's pretty. I, I just want to be as pretty as she is. I don't care if they got a strong marriage. I just want one too. I don't care if they have money, but that gummit, I need a little bit too. Like, it's not really about the other people. It's about, it's about us. It's about me. It's about you, right? And I would even go a step further and say it's probably not the envier and the envied. Our problem is with God. And that's, that's creepy to say out loud, kind of. But I believe it. Our problem is with God. Because here, here's the truth. My buddy that's an athlete, he couldn't make me more athletic. And that lady that's prettier than you, she can't make you prettier. The smarter guy can't make you smarter. Like, they didn't do it to you. God did. Right? You got quiet there. That's weird. Because the hard fact of the day is the problem that we have with inadequacies, I couldn't even say it in the first service, but y'all know what I was trying to say. God could have fixed that, right? He could have made us prettier or thinner or smarter or more athletic or taller or shorter or less awkward, more handy, less handicapped. The list goes on forever. And he didn't. He didn't. And that's, that, that's the truth. So if we're struggling with envy and jealousy today, I tell you what, let's aim that at God. Because he could have fixed it, and he didn't. Maybe not right now during the service, but let's get honest with him today. Like, not, not right now, but like this afternoon, it's just you and him. Let's let him have it. Let's tell him about all the things he didn't do for you. Tell him. God, you made this person thinner, this person funnier, this person more athletic. They got money. Their parents are still together. Their kids ain't nuts. All the things that we want to tell him, you owe me. Let's tell him. Let's let him have it today. And if that feels weird, then I think we're ready. Because if you're going to be honest with God, he knows your heart is ready to work. It's ready to do business with him. Because if you're holding back, you don't even want to do anything. Right? But if you'll be honest with God, he can, he can work with that. And if you're willing to be honest with him, then let's, be, let's let him be honest back. Because if we look in the text, and, and even this text, or many more in the Bible, what do we learn? We learn God is in control. He doesn't hide that. Moses even tells him, hey, God, I can't speak. You want me to go give this big speech? I can't even speak. i got a speech impediment. What's God say? 
Yeah, no, I gave it to you. Like, who do you think gave it to you? And then he goes a step further and makes it uncomfortable for everybody. He goes, hey, who made the blind blind? He starts taking credit for stuff that I don't want to give God credit for. Because I, I like make excuses, and God's like, no, I got it. I've done that. I disadvantaged him. Like, God has no problem with saying that. And here, what's he say? Joseph's got a dream, yep. Joseph's going to get some stuff you don't, yep. God just lays it out there. And I'm just going to be honest, we're going to have to get on board with God being in control and running the world how he wants. And, and, and if that bothers you, guess what? Keep reading. Because what we learn is he is in control. Man, that's a good thing. Man, that's a good thing. He's not always fair. He never said he would be fair. But God's good, ain't he? He's always good. And what these guys didn't know, what he got hung up on the lesson, what this guy, they don't even know is Joseph is supposed to do all these things early. So later, when a famine hits, he can save every one of them. But they don't know that up front. When they're being jealous, God didn't lay that out for them. Joseph rises through leadership so he can save their lives. God, don't unpack that. I wish he went on the front end, right? But he don't. He don't have to. And he makes Joseph a ruler to save their life. You want to go down through the list, the other brothers? One of them, Joseph is not even in the line of Jesus. It's another brother. There's a dude complaining, and he's going to be the great-granddad of Jesus. Give me a break. You're going to be the great-granddad of Jesus. You just don't know it yet. So well, hang on a minute. Quit whining about it. Levi, he what? He complains. Dude, shut up. Your whole family's going to be priests, like a great family of priests. You just don't know it yet. We just get to see it. So, yes, Joseph has advantages that they don't have, but God's not cruel. And I would say today he'll give you some too. Like he'll work all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. God is good. He's not cheating us. We're not getting robbed. Like, he runs everything and works it for the good if you love him. He may not tell you on the front end. But like Hebrews is true, ain't it? We run a race that's like made for us and nobody else. Like, I'm not going to run Heath's race. I'm going to run Kenny's race. Like, that's, what, that's where we need to be. We need to run our own race. I don't know what my race has in store, but that gum and I know God, he is good, so I'm going to run it. He is in control, and I'm good with that. And he is good. And I'll say this. If you feel still feel cheated, please just keep reading, because you're going to run into a story about God's son. If anybody deserved to be treated well, it was Jesus, wasn't it? I mean, he was perfect. That's the thing. He didn't do anything wrong. He came to the world not because he had to, because he loved us. But that's a thing. There's a, a verse in John about it, I think. It says, For God so loved the world, he sent his only son. Like, Jesus showed up, and he deserved a house or something to live in, didn't he? He ends up in, like, a stable or something. He deserved respect, didn't he? He was perfect. And then he got spit on, his beard ripped out, slapped over and over again. Pretty much stripped naked and beaten. They run some nails through his hands and his feet. Hung him down on a piece of wood. That's a raw deal, isn't it? Like that's, that's pretty raw. He was, he was perfect. He knew no sin. No sin. But what, he becomes sin for us? 
so we could know God because of us. What do we do? We walk away from God in a minute. But Jesus takes that punishment for us. So if we want what God owes us, I'm going to be honest with you this morning, he don't owe you anything. He don't have to love us. Like I don't deserve his love. I know that. But I do know he loved me enough to send his son to die for me. So I, I know that. He died, he died for me. He died for you. Right, so whenever I feel jealous or envious, I'll tell God the truth. I can be honest with him. Share your heart with him. But then what I have to do, I know what his word says. And I know he's good, so I'm going to separate myself from that sin. I'm going to get away from it. Because envy's over here, and that's the opposite of love. And, and, and God tells me to love people, so I'm going to go ahead and get away from it. I ain't going to give it a place in my heart. So I can confess it to God, sure. I'm going to ask him to let me see the good in others. Because that's what I struggle with, right? I'm holding some, some burden with them. I'm going to love them. Not be destroyed when good things happen in their life. And then I'm going to realize God has a plan for me. And how amazing. My race is unlike any of y'all's. And you can say the same thing. How unique and how loved do we have to be for that to be true? So run your race. How much we've got to be loved. I would challenge you to celebrate that other person, which is tough. But man, it, it helps. You can be thankful. You can encourage them. And I'm going to tell you, God's got a weird sense of humor. Because what he'll do is use them to bless you. And lastly, I would admit, like what I try to land on is, man, this is God's world, ain't it? And I know he cares for me. Like, and I, I trust him. And that can be tough. Why? Because my plan looks different than what I think his plan is a lot of times. Actually, a lot of times I think my plan may be a little better than his plan. That's what I think. Right? But when you land on he runs the world and he is good, here's what I ask the youth all the time. Like, who better to listen to than the guy that knows the future? Like, who better to listen to than the guy that created it all? I tell you what, why not listen to him? Right? Why not listen to that guy? Why not follow that guy? Right? Monica's going to come. She's going to sing. Uh, the altar's here if you need it. If you want to pray, if you want to start a relationship with God for the first time ever today, we're here for that. Here's what I ask everybody to do, though. I just ask this morning, when you think about jealousy and envy, just, just be honest with him. And then let him be honest back. Well, Kenny, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to hear God's voice this afternoon. He put it in a book. Pro I, I won't speak for him. Like I say, you're not going to hear an audible voice of God. But man, he gave us a good book, didn't he? So be willing to read this and know he is good. Do what it says. Trust it. Trust it. He loves us. He is good. Find out what God says is important. Focus on those. A lot of the other junk goes away. A lot of it goes away. All right, focus on those things. Run your race. God is good. He is good. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your word, what we can learn from it.
And thank you so much for giving us a race we can run that means something. And it's different than everybody else's. But God, what a responsibility we have with our race. Because there's people in our way that only we can touch, God. And I thank you for that. And I pray we're honoring you with those. So be with us today as we do uh, maybe admit some things we're holding. God, I pray everybody in the room is honest with you before they hit their pillow tonight. And God, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for dying for us. And now I pray. Amen. Sun for bed to shine. 
have a seat. Have a seat. Thank you for being here this morning. Um, I wanted to hope you got a bulletin when you came in. It's our announcement sheet. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, this week that we want to make you aware of. Today is the last day to pick up your Point Mallard tickets. So make sure that is coming up next Sunday evening. And so 630 to 930, we've rented the whole Point Mallard out. And so today you get two free tickets for your family. Um, there are up to two free tickets for your family. After that, they cost $10 a piece. Four and under are free. Uh, if you'd like to take the giveaway challenge, you can give away your free tickets and purchase your own. But those tickets are going to be, a, we're going to have them here for you to get next Sunday. But you got to buy them today. No tickets on sale next week. Okay, so today is the day. Make sure that you buy those. We can take card. We can take cash. We can take credit. And if you're trustworthy, we can even take an IOU. Okay, um, this coming Wednesday night is our uh, taco trivia. It's one of the most fun things that we do. I love our taco trivia nights. Um, so uh, that's going on this coming Wednesday night. Um, what we need, though, is taco stuff. Uh, as the church is providing uh, the meat, and we're going to cook that, so everything's nice and even. Everything tastes the same. And uh, but then what we need, what we need from you guys, is to bring the cheese and the lettuce and the tomatoes and the sour cream and the desserts. According to Kenny, Kenny really wanted to push the desserts. Uh, but I encourage you to go sign up for one of these other things before you sign up for desserts because we need, as I told Kenny, I want a piece of cake, but I don't want it on my taco. I want cheese on my taco and lettuce. Anyway, so you can actually go to events.lindsaylaneast.org, and you can. there's a sign-up there on Taco Trivia. You can click that, and you can sign up on our sign-up genius to bring something. I'm telling you, if you've never been, we'll eat uh, outside, hopefully, just eat kind of hanging out, bring a chair, and just hang out outside. We'll have chairs as well, but we're going to eat, and then we're going to come in here. We're going to have the chairs set up differently in pods uh, for your group, and so you're going to be able to come in here and uh, compete, and it's going to be heated. Uh, me and Kelly are running it this time, and so uh, trivia questions are going to be tough. Um, it's going to be expert-level trivia, okay, um, as expert as we can get. And so come be a part of that. It's a lot of fun. Even if you don't know anything, it's okay. Uh, just come and be a part of that. We'll have kids ministry stuff going on in the kids building for babies up through fifth grade. Um, sixth graders and up are welcome to come in here with us. And if that blows your, if you got a sixth grader and that makes you sad, they can sit with me. Okay. Um, but, uh, but they're all, they're all welcome in here. Uh, youth and adults, huh? They may know the answer. That's right. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. And then uh, the other thing, fall groups is kicking off next Wednesday night. And so uh, if you can, if you go to groups.lindsaylaneast.org, um, man, you can sign up for a group today. We've got five groups that are going to be going on. Our groups are a little bit different this time because we're all teaching the same thing. Uh, so what we're asking you to do is just to come into a group of people that you can have a good conversation with, that you can grow with. All five of our groups on Wednesday nights are going to be teaching the exact same thing. Um, it's going to be really, really cool. It's all about what it means to be a disciple. You're going to hear about that. I'm going to be preaching on Sunday mornings, and we're going to be discussing it on Wednesday nights for 12 weeks. It's going to be fun. 
Uh, we also have a Sunday morning group that meets at 9.30 um, in Building B. Uh, James Peckham leads that, an awesome, awesome dude. We call it our Sunday school class. So when people come and say, do you have Sunday school? We can say, we sure do. It's going on right now at 9.30. And so James would love to have you a part of his group as well. We give you more information about that. But you can sign up at groups.lindsaylaneeast.org. Do that. Last but not least, uh, you can always give to the mission of God here. Um, uh, we believe God's church. Uh, this is God's church, and we believe the church is plan A for everything God wants to do in the world. If the kingdom is going to come to this earth, it's going to happen through the church. And so we all partner together uh, financially to help see that happen. And so when you give, you give towards seeing God do really cool things through our, through our ministry here in this facility, but also our ministry here and around the world as we seek to see God's uh, gospel spread there. Amen. You can give online. You can give in person today in that beautiful sand bucket in the back corner, uh, the blue bucket at the back, or you can give online, text message. Uh, you can send it in the mail this week if you forgot, okay? I want to say a word of prayer. Uh, Kenny will be back at the back door so you all can give him uh, give him some words of encouragement on the way out. And, hey, look, it's 1136. Enjoy it. It ain't happening next week. All right? <laughs> Uh, Kenny always challenges me to preach shorter. Thank you, Kenny. Uh, I'm going to say a word of prayer, and uh, Sam Brooks is going to be pumped. All right, here we go. Let's pray. <laughs> Father, we thank you, God, uh, just for what you've done in us and through us, God, today. As the word of God has been opened and, God, it's been explained, God, I pray that we would begin to look at our hearts um, and, God, look into the depths of the corners of our heart, God, the places that we don't like other people to see. God, we know you see that. God, we know you see our sin even when we try to hide it. And so, God, I pray, just as Kenny said, God, that we would uh, we would deal with that, with the jealousies. God, deal with the, the things in our hearts that are impure. Um, and so, Father, I pray that today, as we've heard this message, that we would be changed by it as we leave. Uh, we love you, God, and we thank you so much for Jesus who died on the cross for us and makes all this possible. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all be blessed.